Hey there, podcast fam. Welcome to Sisters Say It All, the podcast where we spill the tea, share the laughs, and explore all topics that make life awesome and not so awesome. With us, anything goes. We're your favorite sister duo, Sophie Eckerhoff and Stephanie Luck, who have no boundaries when it comes to discussing everything under the sun. Think of us as your go-to pals, ready to chat, laugh, and sometimes cry. So let's get started, friends. Welcome to Sisters Say It All. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited to be here. So we've done it. We've finally done it. We're recording our first episode. And we this are, is it. yeah, we are finally here. It has been a long time coming, something that we've been working our little butts off to get to because we've been doing this all ourselves. Uh, we've got, we're recording at home. We've got all the equipment ourselves. We're doing all the editing. Not that there's that much editing because we are, we want to keep it very raw and unfiltered, but there's just been a lot more to it than we kind of probably anticipated. Oh, absolutely. Finding the time in between kids and Definitely. you know, what you guys all know about. So, but it's exciting that we're finally here and that we're finally doing this. Yes. And we are going to jump straight into it. Yes. This week's episode, we thought we would just for, I mean, guess for our first episode, want you guys to get to know us a little bit better. Yes. So I'm going to ask Soph some questions. Soph's going to ask me some questions. We don't know what we're – Soph doesn't know what I'm asking and vice versa. And, yeah, get to know us on a bit of a deeper level. So let's start with you, Soph. How about you, I guess, share a little bit about yourself mm-hmm. and then we'll jump into the questions. Absolutely. I am Sophie. I'm Ekahov, now Ekahov. I uh, live on the Central Coast. I'm a personal trainer. I work at an awesome gym on the Central Coast in Erina called Bump, which is like a prenatal, postnatal women's health gym. Um, I teach a few classes there a week, and then I'm also a teacher's aide two days a week down at a school in Sydney. I love both. I love the variety. I have a little son, Felix, who's nine months old, recently yeah. married. Love life, love being outdoors, love the beach. You love my coffee, people person. (laughs) And that's basically about it. What about you, Steph? Tell us a little bit about you. All right. Stephanie Luck, soon to be Houghton in October. So exciting. Which is very exciting. I am a mum of three, so I've got a daughter who is six, and then two boys, Huxley, who is four, and Lennox, who is two. And he serves me my ass on a platter every single day. He's definitely going through a bit of a... Terrible twos, do you think? He is the epitome of a terrible two. Okay. Yeah. But we'll go into that one. (laughs) In Uh, another episode. In another episode. So I am 30. I live on the Central Coast as well. And I am a social media, I guess, content creator, influencer. I've been doing that now. Gosh, I started sharing, I guess, my life when I had Xyla. So that was about six years ago. But it was nothing really serious. I feel like it really took off when I was pregnant with Huxley. So about four years ago, I've been kind of doing this as, and I'm very blessed to call this a full-time job, which and is amazing. And you're so good at it. Like, oh, it's amazing. Like, creative side, for sure. Yeah, I, I do. I love to get creative. But let's jump into the questions. Yes. I'm going to ask you first. All right, so we have five questions each that we're asking each other. All righty. Specific time in your life that's contributed to the person you are today. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so I lived over in Los Angeles for about six years. I was went over there to, you know, try out acting as I grew up doing that over here in, in Australia. And that six years was, you know, um, just with everything, like finding out who I am, what I wanted in life, living in a different city like Los Angeles. I think I went through a lot of um, 
I guess like a lot of lows, but also a lot of highs, mm-hmm. but a lot of the, you know, I guess dealing with like the rejection and then not wanting to do acting and, you know, all that sort of stuff, that sort of hardship of all of that, mm-hmm. you know, my first like serious relationship, all of that I think has made me the strong person that I am today. Absolutely. I mean, we all go through that in our twenties, you know, or, or our thirties, but that six years really shaped me into the woman that I am today. Because Yes, we all go through that, but not a lot of people leave home. Yeah. And you obviously did acting here, so you were out of school from the age of, what, 14? Yeah, like on and off out of school for six months at a time when I yeah. did Little High, yeah. And filming, that already is not the norm. Yeah. M- leaving family and friends at such a young age and I think such a pivotal time in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Trying you to find out through. who you are, you know? Absolutely. You didn't have, obviously, that support there at your at your hand. Yeah, it's definitely – I can see how much it shaped you and it's obviously contributed to who you are today. Definitely. And I think, you know, I sort of hit rock bottom at mm-hmm. some point and so that, you know, after rock bottom, you can only go up. So Definitely. Yeah, or now I look back on it and that's definitely a pivotal part of my time that made me the person who I am today. Yeah. Like what's important, what's not. LA is a whole different ballgame oh. the city as well, right? And there. we'll go into that in a yeah, lot more detail. Yeah. But I would say that pivotal time, great moments, really hard moments, you know, but that would be the, I think the, the yeah, pivotal time that made me um, who you are. Who, who I am today. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, my question for you, Steph. Your biggest fear? I would say death. Mm -hmm. Death, why? I have a lot of anxiety around death. And I, if I really try and think back to the moment where that fear kind of was born, I would definitely say it was after having Zyla, my first. I had a 22-hour labor. 22 hours seems like a lot. It obviously wasn't as intense that whole 22 hours, but it was still from start to when she was born. I didn't progress, so we ended up having to have a cesarean. It was just a very traumatic experience for oh, me. Absolutely. And you hear that happen so much with women. So as well. common. So yeah. more common than not. And I was, I don't even know if I would categorize myself as a young mum. I was, what, 22, 23? That's pretty young. And it is you know, pretty young. You weren't with Dean for that long before, so it's a massive change. Massive change. I had no one, none of my friends had kids. Yeah. I didn't feel like I had that support. Not that my family and friends weren't supportive, but no one really knows. No one understands. Not until you're in it. So I think that definitely played a big part into my mental health or mental state. Um, And yeah, so I experienced my first panic attack after I had Zyla. It was day two. And ever since then, I've obviously struggled with anxiety quite a bit on and off definitely come a long way but that's really birthed the fear of death my goodness and what about the fear like what is it that you I'm scared of dying so if I feel unwell not like if I've got a cold or a cough or something like that but if I just so for example I get sometimes heart palpitations and I get that quite a bit because of anxiety or if I have too much caffeine or even around when I was breath breastfeeding I got it quite a bit that would trigger my anxiety I would just freak out or you know leaving my kids and how they would cope it's just like my mind goes into such a spiral Mm. of dying I I can't even explain it sometimes but I've shared that on social media before and it's crazy how you know again common it is and how many people people fear that 
Mm. And maybe age too. I think when you become older and you've got responsibilities and you have people that rely on you. And Absolutely. I was going to say that I can understand that now. Yeah. You know, having Felix and them getting sick and then something's exactly. happening and, you know, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So death is definitely my biggest fear. Okay. All right. So for Moth, what are you still hoping to accomplish? What am I still hoping to accomplish? My biggest accomplishment for me and what success means to me, whether accomplishment, success, is being happy, loving what I do Mm -hmm. and having a loving family, having that freedom of being able to travel, do things, not having to give up things and, you know, I guess, you know, in order to survive. Does that make sense? Yes. So you just want to get to a place where you're financially free you don't maybe have any not resp- no no that's probably not the right word responsibilities but you just want to be happy and be able to do what you want when you want with your family absolutely and I would say that yeah so my accomplishment would just be to keep growing that you know I yep. always want Kelly to be able to do what he wants to do have mm-hmm. that free time I've got that free time we do stuff together as a family like he's not always away for work mm-hmm. or those things I guess an accomplishment would be, you know, buying a house, actually. That's what we would love to do, hopefully, by the end of the year. So that would be the next step. Yeah. But, yeah, just living in a place that we love, doing what we love with the people we love. Yeah. Okay. And what about work-wise? Is there any, like, would you want to get back into acting? Would you, do you want to pursue more, like, your teacher's aid? Do you want to do more at the gym? If you, okay, don't think about Calais, don't think about Felix, solely what you would want to do. Mm. What what do well, that's deep, isn't it? What do you no, think? No, that's good. That's would very you want to get back into acting? I mean, that's always going to be my passion and my dream. Yeah. It can never be taken away. Definitely, um, it's definitely taken a sidetrack. Like it's you know, um, you know, at the moment I'm not really focusing on it, and I feel like you've got to be fully invested to mm-hmm. get you know what you want out of it. Um, yeah, if if you know, if I've got an acting job, or even if we like continue this podcast, yeah. who knows what happens for that? Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be an, a massive accomplishment. So whether it's getting back into acting, doing a little bit to do with that, if it all fits in with everything, and then our podcast growing as well. Yeah, that would just be doing that creative side for yeah. sure is what I would like mainly want to focus on. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, amazing. And I love the gym as well. I do love that. So also working with people. Yeah, you are very much a people person. And I love it. Personal training is amazing. Yeah. All right, next question for you. What are you most proud of about yourself? Oh, I think, ooh, that I feel like I've come so far. You have. Just seeing you how far you've come. Like in the past, say, six years, I accepted change. I feel like definitely like you would this in America, like lowest of lows, highest of highs these last six years have been. But, you know, when I was in that time, time when Zyla was such a, was a newborn and I was really struggling with my mental health, I did not see, there is no way I would have believed you if you told me you would be where you are now. Yeah. So I think I'm very proud of that. And that you should I, be because you've come a long way. Obviously, if you didn't know Steph, if you've never met Steph before, you might not know, you know, what she was like six years ago. Mm-hmm. Not that you were a different person. No, but I think but, I was, you know, in a very different place, like you've come such a long way. Or I people have seen your journey on Instagram, but even before that, if you know Steph personally, you would see the change of that. Oh, and it's I amazing. was just a very lost child. I yeah. think a bit of a wild one. Obviously yeah. then had a kid at a young age, not great relationships with men, obviously before Dean, very toxic toxic, abusive relationships. Then obviously had had Dean, 
three months later, I was pregnant, um, struggled immensely with my mental health. I just, yeah, I would, I'm very proud of how far I've come. And the fact that you're just like so confident and so, um, so confident and like authentic and like just so like real about it as well. I I just feel like you don't need, there's no, what Dean always says, there's no, you can't butter shit up. Yeah. You know, like, it is what it is. I went through shit. Everyone goes through shit. Yeah, it's so true. You know, and if I can help even one person feel who is maybe in a place that I was in six years ago, mate, I will share every high and low with you. Which you is know? so good. And, like, you've really built a platform that's just so, like, you know, those women's hangouts that you do. Like, it's just awesome because there would be so many women. Oh, I just – That would be in that what, you, what you've gone through that are going through that now. Yeah. The fact that you can share that and share your – um, you know, your journey with that mm-hmm. makes a lot of people feel less alone. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so, so proud of you. Oh, my All right, so yeah, enough about me. Um, the scariest moment of your life. Scariest moment of my life. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay, well. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do I know this story? I don't know. I want to say scariest moment of my life. I wouldn't say I really feared for my life like I think I was going to die, but I would just say when I was in L.A. sort mm-hmm. of towards the end, I was partying a little bit and whatever, and I just went through a very bad, deep... Oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, um, deep sort of hole where I just completely lost myself, you know, was drinking and doing other sort of things to forget about that. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, and look, it wasn't, like, horrible, but for me it was, like, quite horrible and intense, oh, yeah. and I just didn't know if I was going to come out of that. And I think coming back to Australia was the best thing that took me out of that. Sometimes when I go back to that place to think of how low I was mentally... Yeah which I realize now, I just, it makes me anxious. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Even though yeah. it's not like my life was ever in danger necessarily or like I was going to, I was worried about dying or anything, but just how low yeah, and mentally I was and scared and just lost is what scared me. Absolutely. That I got to that point. And it's almost like you could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. No, like I tried to, but I just, yeah. And so... And that was, again, you know, I was partying and doing other things that didn't help that situation. Of course. I think you're very blinded by L.A. Like, L.A., like you yeah. always say, it swallows, can you swallow you whole. Absolutely. And like I said, there's many good things about it too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just sort of really lost myself, just was going through, just felt like everything was thrown at me at the one yeah. time. And oh. I, yeah, struggled, you know, with that. And, I, you know, you know about that too. But I'll yeah. never forget. I was like, Mum, if you don't go and get her... You are an incompetent mother. Oh, wow. We got into a big arguments about it. Not that you, again, like not that you, your life was in danger, but in a way it was, right? Yeah. Because it was me- just, mentally unstable that like it could have gone bad, I it guess. It could have gone bad. But again. by accidental, I guess you could no, say. No, you were just in a really, you were just going yeah. through a really tough time. A yeah. really, and, really you know, tough drinking time. and doing other things is probably not the best thing when you're going through a really tough time. Not in a city all. where you're not close to your fa- like as in your immediate family. Yes. And I'm close with you and mum. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I would say that. Um, my next question for you, Steph, is well, who is your biggest role model? <sighs> Look, I'm going to be cliche and say mum. I knew you were going to say that. She's just... Because she would be mine too. Because, like, when I think of someone who I've always looked up to, who if I could think of anyone who I would want to be as a woman as a partner or a mum, she is just all around the greatest human on earth. She really is. Like she, she just she just does everything. The shit she's been through, you know, being a, becoming a single mum at four, 
doing everything on her own. When you were four, Holy. you mean? Oh, sorry. <laughs> when she was four. <laughs> when, when I was four. When Steph was four. Um, so you were, what, eight? Yeah, when I was four. Just she took that on the – caught that on the chin like an absolute legend. Oh, absolutely. I just everything crumbled. she does. Yeah. She's just such a beautiful person. Such a, such a beautiful person. So, yeah, she'd definitely be my biggest role model. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, three words to describe you. Um, okay, that's a good one. Unique, definitely. Quirky, unless they're the same thing. Let's say unique and quirky under the one. Yep, so unique, quirky, kind of a bit of a weirdo. Love that, though. That is why everyone loves you. Everyone that knows you knows how much. <laughs> what you see is what you get, that's for sure. Yeah, love that. Um, okay, true. Deep thinker. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Deep thinker. Like, I think I definitely, sometimes I overthink certain yep. things, and I think things on a lot of a deeper level. Love More that. than on the surface, if that makes sense. And that is so funny because, you know, when you, again, in that acting space, the greatest actors, the greatest artists, the greatest producers are ones that have their mind is just wild yeah. like it's almost like would love to see inside your mind oh absolutely i feel like it would just be like like yeah. so much <laughs> so yeah so quirky deep thinker and i'd say that i uh, empathetic like i really feel what other people feel yeah you know and yeah, you i take care on about that take on emotions yes yeah. so i'd say those are the, th- the three things yep perfect yeah. next question for you favorite part of the day Ooh. So what is your favorite part of the day? Oh, this is so hard because every day is so different. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I love? And this is not every day, but like Sunday mornings at home with the fam. That yeah. When Dean's home. Mornings when Dean's home. Again, that's not very often. But those moments when it's just all of us, pancakes are cooking We've got old R&B or soul music playing those moments. Oh, um, when Dean's got his, like, old, like, old school r and It's so cute. <laughs> he loves it. Those are definitely the favourite part of my day. But, okay, let's think, though, every, like, on a normal day. Uh, and would you say, like, breakfast, uh, like, lunchtime? When I pick the kids up, then that's just so hectic. I don't know if I would say that's, like, my favourite part of the day. And I don't want to say when I put my kids to bed because I love being with them. But even when we're going to bed, like when you get to cuddle them, and yeah. those are the day, those are the moments where you're like, oh gosh, I'm grateful for what I've got. Oh, absolutely. Even though they're going to bed, but you know, just I love that. I love also too when the kids are in bed and I have my hot cup of tea, the kitchen's clean. And I'm just like relaxing. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. I love yeah. like putting Felix to bed during nighttime and then me and Callie get some time. Alone to, time. Yeah, or watch things or, you know, whatever we want to do. You yeah. know, a little snuggle uggle. <laughs> little fondle of the pondle. Fondle of the pondle. Ring, ring. <laughs> okay, last one for me. Best piece of advice you have ever been given. Mm. You know what? I've been given lots of. Advice. Um, good advice. But I would say I wouldn't be able to tell you who it's from, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, whether it's something that you've read or, you know, your people tell you the same things over and over again, you know, like, yep. you, know you talk to your friends. But I would say would be just stay true to yourself. Again, as cliche as it sounds, it's but stay, not at true, all. T- stay true to yourself. And I just feel like if you're happy in aspects of your life that you – you become a better, whether it's a mother, a daughter, yep. a friend, a wife, 
So making sure, obviously, you look after everyone else, but making sure that you're happy within yourself. Because I feel yeah. like if I wasn't happy within myself with what I was doing, where you were at, where I'm at, like, mm-hmm. you know, in a job that I didn't like and doing that, I wouldn't be a good mum and yep. I wouldn't be a good partner. Absolutely. So staying true to yourself and also doing the best that you can of doing what you love and making sure putting yourself you're first. Yeah, putting yourself first in ways that, you are going to affect everyone else, right? You don't always be put on the back burner forever. Like, so just, you know, sticking up for like what I want to do and not just doing something because I have to. I know that we, you know, do things in life that we don't have a choice. I totally get that. But, you know, with certain things, whether we're in a financial situation or whatever, but still sort of staying true to yourself in some way. So absolutely. And maybe because I've got three kids and it's definitely taken me a while to get to this point. You need to put yourself first yeah. to be the best mum or friend or there is no way because I can even tell like if I'm in a shit mood, yeah. my poor kids yeah. or poor Dee. But I'm the same because yeah. I'm that sort of person that, you know, fit like, yeah, if I was doing something that I didn't like yeah, five days a week, yeah, I just wouldn't, you know, wasn't able to go for a walk or to exercise. Mm-hmm. I get that that happens weeks at a time yeah. and you're busy like wedding prep and all that sort of stuff or you know, just not doing things that make me happy. Yeah. I would not be a good wife. I would not be a good uh, mum or mm. as good as I can be. Yeah, definitely. So just doing that. All, All right, right, guys, we are done. That is episode one. High five. High five. We did it. Episode one. Make sure you come and follow us over on our Instagram. Yes. Sisters, say it all. Let us know what you want to hear. If there's any questions, if there's anything you want to know more about. Please, you know, message us of what you would like to hear. Any questions? And then we can address them on the podcast. And even true as well, I forgot to say, if there's anyone you want us to interview, obviously we will interview Angela. Yes, she's coming up in episode three, three, yep. which is exciting. And then next episode, Steph's interviewing me. And it's going to be all about wedding. So the planning behind it, how the wedding went, anything that she wish she did do, sorry, wish she didn't do, or things that she's grateful, that she's happy that she did do, advice. Uh, we'll also touch on the venue that she initially booked that burnt down seven weeks out. So, um, yeah. Lots very, to cover in the next one. Lots to cover. But thank you for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed and see you next time. See you next week. Bye.